0: Welcome to Catholic stuff you should know, a J10 initiative. Hello, welcome to the podcast. This is Father Michael O'Loughlin, along with thank God he's back, Father Nathan Goble. What up? Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for listening. Oh yeah, how are you doing, Father? Good. How are you? Doing
1: well. See, this is nice. Yeah.
0: Switch things up a bit.
1: It's exactly. I just <laughs> feels it feels a little better to be in the. In the co-pilot seat instead of the pilot seat.
0: All right. Well, you let me know if you want me to continue. We'll
1: yeah. I mean, you just you just keep talking about yourself for a little bit. That's what John usually <laughs> did. And then move on.
0: I'm uncomfortable with that. <laughs> uncomfortable with that.
1: John, we miss you. Yes. Uh, he's been posting pictures of himself and Mike Rapp, um, Father Mike, on their trip to Scotland yeah. and Ireland.
0: Yes. Did they go to Ireland?
1: And other places throughout europe yeah well the yeah some of the pictures that he posted from poland were pretty incredible yeah so it's been kind of difficult to be uh enjoying the doldrums of uh the last snippets of august and the first part of september while uh while you guys are traipsing through the
0: whatever the caucuses or something well that'll end and they'll be in that's right. sitting in a classroom and dun, we'll dun, be dun. loving the people of god yes that would be so
1: nice. Yes. We love it. Yes. valgua, you are learning. All right. So um, I uh, made an insertion into the schedule because we got a request a while back from the Office of Communications at the Archdiocese of Denver to do a podcast on the Pope's visit. Yes, a
0: request or
1: a manipulation of exactly. the priests. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, David <laughs> Hazen. Uh, just because love you, David. Just because you have our cell phone numbers yeah. doesn't mean that you can berate <laughs> us with your needs. A, he said, "Well, it'd be really nice if we had, you know, something to refer people to for the papal visit." Yeah. And I just there's something about that that said that sounds like I should be responsible and have something prepared, and then you'll be referring to it, which means that there's a possibility that semi-important people will be listening or looking at this. Right. Not that you all aren't semi-important people, but um, I don't know. For some reason, it just had an, an added weight of yeah. of um, importance, and I and I just said no. Nope. So I said that'd be great. <laughs> Go ahead, Father Nathan.
0: <laughs> you lead this one.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. The Easterner says, "Yeah, I'm not really interested in the Pope. Why don't you do it?" So, <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, but I just, I don't know. I I just wasn't. I was a little nervous about doing it so i just said okay and then as it turned out you and father mike recorded right so it was perfect because yeah. i i was off scot-free you guys recorded i didn't think about it but then for some reason all the coverage started ramping up yeah have you noticed that
0: like oh, within yeah. the last like, day especially it's great yeah it's a great day, day to excited. be catholic yeah
1: somebody was mentioning was it you that some guy was Looking at the magazine rack at the grocery store, and was like really excited that the Pope was coming, um, but he wasn't Catholic, um, oh. and ostensibly not necessarily like somebody who um, held strong religious beliefs That's or right. something. And and uh, I mean that makes it sound like he wasn't he didn't look like a Mormon or something,
0: but <laughs> you know what I mean, right? It wasn't me, but I, I've seen that same thing. Yeah, I'm and sure then that.
1: they were they they the, the guy we were, I was talking to maybe it was Father Brian Larkin. Um, he was in his collar and this guy was like, aren't you excited that the Pope's coming? I can't wait to hear what he has to say. I'm not Catholic. but, And it's like, yeah, I I guess we need to get get behind this.
0: Yeah, it, it puts a lot of responsibility on us in the, you know, priests in the parishes because I, when people come in, I mean, I had people, I don't know if they were, you know, what they were doing, but anyway, it, it, they came into the church, and I had never seen them before, and I'm getting more guests the past few weeks, oh. you know, and I think because people are starting to pay attention because of it in the parish, and I'm, you know, like, you know what, come on in. Even if you're misunderstanding what he's saying, come on in, and we'll straighten you out, Yeah, you know, and if you do understand what he's saying, and you're coming back, even more power to you. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, The um I think the,
1: the talk to Congress is Thursday, um, so— That's when this comes out. Right, we're we're recording right now. It's Tuesday morning. Um, wait, wait till the last minute. Yeah, again.
0: yeah. <laughs> the Pope landed just a couple hours ago. Yeah, in
1: DC. Yeah. But th- I think Thursday is when he's addressing Congress okay. uh, for the first time ever. Okay. Um, and uh, but it's on at eight Mountain Time, and I have mass at nine a.m. Oh, uh, and so there's a part of me that just says I'm just going to print off what he says, yeah. and find some points and just say, look, in, in case you missed, you know, like the. Right. Breaking
0: news. Let him preach for you. Oh, I
1: love it. (laughs) So um, it just got me thinking. I was like, all right, I'm not, I don't want to touch the hot topic that is like, what is the Pope thinking and what is he going to say and what is he going to do? Because frankly, I have no idea and I'm not necessarily like a pundit when it comes to. Uh, really important figures. We usually just try to speak for figures that are either dead or, or uh, <laughs> that can't
0: answer back. Yeah, they
1: can't answer uh-huh. back or um, that have like, you know, long um, lectures or books or something like that that we can refer to. Right. So I don't know. Maybe this is a cop out, but I was looking because I just wanted to see uh, how many popes have met with, you know, presidents of the United States. Mm. When did this begin? Right. And. Um, I don't know, like what, what are some cool facts about that? So we're just yeah. gonna look at that. Let's do it. A history of the popes in the United States. I was actually wanting to do the quiz show, but in order to do quiz show, we need a third. Okay. We gotta start powwowing about who we think the future quiz show guy is gonna be.
0: And I'm you know what I you're wise because I'm not I'm not a trivia guy. Like my mind just goes blank. Well then you'd be easy to beat. Up. Yeah, that's true.
1: The uh, well back the, in the bring day. Larkinan. Back in the day, Rap and uh, Father Mike and Father John, well, it was just Mike and John, had me on as the opponent for John for the first quiz show. Nice. And then later, uh, we did another one. It was, again, me versus John. And in both of them I dominated, but whatever. <laughs> um, but then now it's like, well, shoot, who are we going to get? You know, because mm-hmm. you got to bring in an outsider. So.
0: And there's precedent for that person then taking over. So Exactly. You tread lightly. This is wisely. Yeah,
1: this is like the bachelorette. So, like, make <laughs> sure that,
0: like, you're,
1: you have, like, skills and roses. All yes. right. So, uh, question. I mean, now I feel bad because, like, you're, you know, you just said your mind goes blank. But it, it does. This will be fun. let just know?
0: make fun of me. Why not? It'll be entertaining.
1: All right. Here we go. who do you think the first pope to host a United States president was? You mean
0: president to host? Oh, you
1: mean pope? First in- pope. First pope. To host, so like the Pope is inviting or allowing the president inviting the president okay. over to his digs. First slumber party. First, uh, can I eat dinner
0: at this person's pope house? President slumber party. I'm gonna say Pius the twelfth.
1: Oh, I think it's it's before that. Oh, it's before that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, before Pius the twelfth. I don't know many of the ones before that. <laughs> so okay, uh, all right. So what if I? What if I say the president?
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Or about the time of the president. This is the president during World War One, at the end of World War One. Okay. He's signing the peace treaty.
0: Would that have been Benedict the Fifteenth?
1: Wow. The nice job. I was giving you the president, but you did the you did the yeah. pope. It was Benedict the Fifteenth, awesome. which is interesting because it's like Benedict the Fifteenth. He seems so so long ago. Yes. Because when they said that Pope Benedict the Sixteenth was taking the name Benedict. It's like, when was the last time we had a Benedict? I thought the same thing. Yeah, and then you look back and it was only 1920. Yeah. 1920, which in, uh, uh, let's see here, in Joseph Ratzinger's lifetime, that would have been either the beginning of his lifetime or just
0: before the beginning of his lifetime, right? Yeah, he he probably didn't know of him. He probably read about him later. Yeah, he'd heard about
1: him, you know, okay. But uh, the president was, do you have any idea? World War One, nineteen twenty, 1920 was in uh Paris I think signing some accord oh. to end the is This was World... Hoover This was Woodrow Wilson Wilson Wood That's
0: what I meant Wilson. Wilson
1: So yeah uh reading up on that Woodrow Wilson was in Oh shoot where was it Sorry I think this is actually kind of interesting Do you like um do you like history Sure yeah it says Wilson was in Paris to negotiate the treaty to end World War One when he decided to travel to Rome. Hmm. This is 1919. And then I got to thinking, I was like, okay, 1919, he went to the Vatican, right? Right. When was the Lateran Treaty, which I asked Father Michael, hey, do you know anything about the Lateran Treaty before we started? And he was like, <laughs> no, I don't. I'm like, great, okay. So uh, we'll have to do a podcast on this. But the Vatican... It used to be, like, the Vatican states. Right. So, like, all of Italy or most of Italy was the papal states. Yeah. So then you had all of these, um, you had all these lands, and then they supported the work of the papacy. Right. But then when you have the beginning of Italy, which mm. I, I really don't know when that is. I'm Italian. I don't know when that is. Okay. It's embarrassing.
0: Right. Um, Italy in its present form.
1: Italy in its present form. Okay. Right. So then, so you have like Garibaldi and Giardelli and Hershey. <laughs> they come together to form this conglomerate, you know, and Ragu. Um, but I know it's Garibaldi. Okay. Anyways, so the, so they form Italy. But then um, eventually you have the fascists fascists come in, right. and they take over Italy. And they kind of eliminate the papal states. Yeah. But to negotiate, they make um, the Vatican... It's own country. Right. And I think that's that's kind of the long and short of the... I see. That's the... Lateran packs of 1929 or the Lateran Accords. Okay.
0: Um, so a lot changed at the
1: beginning of the 20th It recognized century. the Vatican as an independent state with Prime Minister Benito Mussolini agreeing to give the church financial support in return for public support from the Pope at the time. Okay. Don't want to get into that. Ouch. Probably no. totally like uh, butchering that, but whatever. So that's 1929. So this is just... This is just before that, nineteen nineteen, mm. and then nineteen twenty nine was when the Vatican loses all of its papal states, right. and then but the Pope is his own head of state, which right. I think that was before as well. I think the Pope was considered a head. That of state. would
0: make sense if if they had so much land. Yeah,
1: yeah, but it was it was an independent country, right? Like, was it recognized as an independent country? I
0: don't. I think there were all all kinds of places in the world that were not really recognized in the same way that we. Right, you, the way we do it now. Today, yeah. Yeah,
1: in terms of world affairs. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, okay, so the first one was Woodrow Wilson.
1: Uh, he met with Pope Benedict, and it was the first time there was a meeting of an incumbent president of the United States and a reigning pope. Okay. It kept saying this, the first time that an incumbent president had met a reigning pope, okay? Why? Who would you guess would be one of the cats that would meet with the pope— After he was president, like, before. Like, I mean, during the time, like, these are are presidents after they're president. They leave office, and then they go and meet the Pope later on. Yeah. I was like, why in the heck are these guys meeting with the Pope? If you get one of these, you get, like, bonus points. Just throw out a random president, like... I'm going to say
0: Roosevelt?
1: No. Teddy Roosevelt. No? What? Oh, dude, that is a, that's like plus five, okay? <laughs> this is what it says. In April 1910, Theodore Roosevelt sought an audience with Pope Pius X. The Pope agreed to see him, provided Roosevelt would not call on some Methodist missionaries in Rome. Roosevelt had no intention of meeting the missionaries, but he declined to submit to Pius X's conditions, and the interview did not take place. Teddy Roosevelt called the entire papal episode, quote, an elegant row. Hmm. Okay. Um, That's interesting to me because, in fact, doing a little digging, Teddy Roosevelt said, I'll come if you give me three of your pogs. And Pope Pius X was like... (laughs) One slammer, no (laughs) pogs, and he was like, screw this, I'm out.
0: I was like, what are you getting out of pogs? Do I not know what pogs are? Yes, I know what pogs are. So, all right, so Teddy (laughs) Roosevelt. It does sound ridiculous, doesn't it? All the politicization of all this, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, So
1: former um, presidents who met the Pope include Martin Van Buren, Millard Fillmore, and Pius XI would also meet Franklin Pierce in 1857, and Ulysses S. Grant met... Leo the 13th in 1878. Okay, all, all after they were presidents. All after they okay. were presidents. 1878. Again, I don't know history that well, but it that's after, I mean, if if you Ulysses S Grant was was um uh he was president after the Civil War. Right. I'm not asking this rhetorically. But, okay. <laughs> um he was president after the Civil War, so that could have been awkward because I think the Vatican sent some kind of support to Jefferson Davis, oh, uh, during the the South's uh, resistance to the North's okay. aggression, right. Anyways, that'd be kind of interesting. The to, War of Northern Aggression. To hear how they talked yeah. about that. Okay, so then then there's like a number of years that you know no no Pope uh, meets with uh, a president, right. which you think, okay, what's going on here? Oh wait, it's World War One yes. and World War Two, and in order to get over
0: there, right.
1: You had to take a boat. Right. And there's these things called German U-boats. Yes. And the Titanic and Sharknado. And they're like, forget it. We're not driving <laughs> over there. Um, we're going to go to Branson instead. Right. Uh, the first U.S. president to meet with uh, them after the wars. Well, I mean, Dwight D. Eisenhower. Then you have John F. Kennedy, who, of Expected, course. Expected, yeah. Yeah. Countless. Only. And it's nice because he wasn't president that long. Right. But one of his first things that he did was meet with. Uh, the Pope. Okay. Which a lot of people were like, "Oh, the Pope's just going to be pulling the strings on him." Yeah. Apparently that didn't happen. Okay. But the first Pope to come to the United States was, who was the first Pope to make the trek across?
0: John Paul the Second. Incorrect. No. John. It, nope.
1: It was Callistos, uh, Arch, Arch, Constantinople. <laughs> Callist. No. It was uh, Pope Paul the Sixth. Okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> Note to self. Do not put trivia in you know <laughs> You know, you know, you know what, uh, Father Michael, i walk on trivia real quick. I was born mm-hmm. the year I was born. Alex Trebek. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was born in, in February of seventy eight. Uh-huh. So I had three popes my first year of life. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So all I remember, of course, is John Paul II, so I'm definitely of that generation. But right. being born in February, I was born under Paul the Sixth and then Whoa. a few mu- months or two of him month or two of John Paul the 1st and yeah. then month month or 15 years of <laughs> right John Paul the 2nd
1: yeah and um John Paul the 1st is the only one in the kind of list of popes since uh Paul the 6th um, um who met um who met uh all the presidents right so John the 23rd met Eisenhower Paul the 6th met uh Kennedy, Johnson, Nixon, Ford, and that's it. Hmm. And then <clears throat> then there's obviously, you know, not enough time for him to plan his trip to the United States for and sure. then John Paul II is like reigning supreme after that. Right. Um so then the first time that the Pope comes to the to the states, it's New York City. And he was only here for a day. Wow. He did all of it in the span of one day. He met, he met, went to the United Nations, spoke there, uh, met the met Lyndon Johnson at the Waldorf Astoria hmm. because Lyndon Johnson had his own room there right. that apparently like was always prepared anytime you know the president would I'm come. Sure. Um, and then he said mass at Yankee Stadium. Huh. And it was interesting. I was reading this Time article from like what when was it 1965? Okay. You could like look up in the archives um honestly this is like all on google folks like you could find it it's not like i dug through and, you know we prayed through this one very well mountains, <laughs> mountains of dus- dusty old time magazines to get you the most riveting news um so uh it said that uh there was tons of people that wanted tickets for it mm. Like and the TV broadcast was was televised commercial free, which meant that they lost all revenue. Mm-hmm. Which, if you watch now, I mean, it's just going to be like you know little tidbits here, little tidbits that, and you know they'll make you know Johnson and Johnson will have you know their ads. Um, but uh, apparently, there was an announcement made on the local news that there was 650 tickets left. Okay, imagine this is New York City, yeah, and it's you know Catholic supreme, right. And like, I mean, there's Protestants out there that would still like, you know, they'd like to see the Pope or whatever. Yeah. And they come over the TV and they say there are 650 tickets left. And there's no internet to go on the internet. Exactly. Find. So what do they all do? They run. Call. The, yeah. <laughs> they call the they call the switchboard for the for the, the diocese of New York City, and then they're they're you know lighting up the switchboard and then lining up outside. Yeah. So then <laughs> some really ticked off Monsignor says. The tickets are no longer available. You have to call your local priests. Oh, my. And God. we've allotted them uh, a certain yeah. number, and you have to call your local priests. So then <laughs> they pretty much said,
0: now you need to make their life a living. Yes. Heck. Um So, anyways. I, so the, I went and saw Benedict the Sixteenth in uh, Old Yankee Stadium, one of the last things that ever happened in Old Yankee that's Stadium. That's right. Yeah. I didn't know you were there. Yeah, I, I almost stole one of the seats because I knew they were going to go for a, a pretty penny after the— Oh, seriously the no they, they still had them attached like oh i tried but yeah like a little ratchet <laughs> yeah i brought in my ninja kit to that's right did we see each other there i were you at dunwoody e, no that was only for seminarians Oh. I, I went there ahead of time, but no, I, w- I wasn't there for the seminary event, no. I went out there. I I was supposed to distribute Eucharist, but there was actually too many priests. So uh, they gave us all a, a really cool stole, though, that has Benedict XVI embroidered on the inside of it. Nice. Yeah, I still have that. Like his face? No, a little red r- 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 cursive writing. Like in Prada. Red commemorating the visit of Benedict XVI yeah. Sixteenth US. Sponsored in part by Prada. That was 2007. three.
1: Uh, that was... <laughs> it was after 2008. I was a so, Okay, it was after 2005. 2008. Yep. Right. 2008. Good trip. Good trip. Did you have a chance to go see the Pope at, uh, in 93
0: here? No. JP2? No, I was down in Albuquerque growing up. Yeah, but every I people wasn't... came from all over. Yeah, we were poor. That's true. Yeah. I New mean, Mexico was poor. <laughs> yeah. It was hard to get up. I, I remember it, it, it like, the announcement for it, but it really wasn't that big of a deal. Probably it was just my pastor didn't even talk about it. Yeah. He might not have been a big fan yeah. But who knows?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would have only been 10 years old at the time. I, I just remember that it was crazy that people were going to get on buses yeah. and take school buses for to drive all the way from Illinois to this crazy place called Colorado. <laughs> and uh, and then they were going to go see the Pope Like somehow. I was like, well, how do yeah. you even know if you're going to get in and whatever else? So even as a 10-year-old, I was like, psh. This whole World Youth Day thing's not gonna work. Yeah, and then everybody came back like totally jacked for it.
0: Balloon.
1: F- oh, we gotta cheers, our,
0: slanchealoon. Cheers to you, drinking our green tea.
1: I was gonna say that's probably the last thing that people think that we're drinking, but we are actually hey. drinking green. <laughs> it tea. is only green tea today. Well, Larkin, Larkin has done his worst because uh, we drove up to Craig this past weekend. And uh, or this past you know Monday whatever to see Father Jason and literally the whole trip he was just like yeah <laughs> and I'm just like sitting there driving like oh gosh breathe that in you know you've out so, the window please kind of not in your underwear he's uh he's he's doing much better but. He got it from somebody else. Book, Father Matt Book, got it from somebody else. Mm. And both of them said it's like the worst cold that they've had. Ooh. And I'm kind of like, great. So we're drinking some
0: green tea. I don't know if I'm in the same room with you right now. Sorry, yeah. There.
1: I'm incubating right now. <laughs> you can come visit. So then... Um, yeah, ninety-three, they they all drove out. And then I just remember uh this one girl, her name was Amanda. She had
0: been diagnosed with leukemia and mm. she was she was gonna go out.
1: Mm, pilgrimage. I was, like, I was like, that is cool.
0: I remember like if I if my family knew what we know now about how impactful that trip was. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're we're in Colorado, so we hear this stuff all the time, but yeah, I mean, the number of men that I hear, you know, reconsidered their faith that became priests, all yeah. because of this one trip. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. That's why I'm excited about this Philadelphia trip, because there's enough hype. Where you know it's it's going to be spirit filled again. And people are have their lives rocked by this.
1: Do you remember exciting. anything from the um, from the trip, the Pope's trip, and to New York? So we were both there in two thousand eight. Right. Um, I was a seminarian at the time, so I was able to get into Dunwoody. Yeah. Um, that was when Kelly Clarkson sang the Ave Maria or something like hmm. that. And then uh, I th- I just think I think she was wearing like some super high heels, oh. and uh, she didn't want to walk up the steps to see the Pope. So she kind of like gave him kind of a wave, oh. you know, but they were saying, come up. Yeah. And she was like, no, 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 no. So then the Pope got up and walked down to Kelly oh, Clarkson. My gosh. And I was like, that's kind of nice, yeah, you is. know? Yeah. But I at the time I was like a rigid seminarian. I was like, who the heck does this chicks think she is? <laughs>
0: you know, this is the Pope. Get yeah. on your knees. I remember Harry Beg Connick, Connick Jr. wrote a song for him in the stadium. And he I did? remember Harry Connick Jr., so yes. he was there, and he wrote a song for him. And I was—I remember thinking like, this is a big deal. Like that he would do this. I mean, obviously the Pope's a million times more important in my mind, but but that he would do this. But people like weren't even listening. Like they were—we were doing waves at the stadium, and people were just talking over over him and talking to each other. And I thought, oh, you know, be a little more respectful. Of this guy that put put so much work into it, you know. But, yeah. But we were just having fun. Was, it was this a during the mass? Day. No, no. It was. It was. They had that whole pre-shove when we were waiting for him to come in. Oh, okay. And Kerry Conjun was there along with other people. But, but yeah. he, I mean, he was making a really big deal, but he came on and he said, you know, I, I wrote this specifically for him. And, and I was like, I want to listen to this, you know. But anyway, <laughs> it was cool. I, I, I did yeah. the wave with everybody else. <laughs> Is, that all you remember?
1: Is that all you remember from the trip?
0: I don't. I remember waiting on Fifth Avenue for the Pope just to drive by. And we were there, you know, 20 people deep. And, and you know, about 10 minutes before the Pope comes, this guy steps out of his apartment on Fifth Avenue and goes, what the heck? And he's looking, I had no idea this was going on. And I, he's on the phone with someone on the cell phone. He goes, this is crazy than St. Patrick's Day. And it, like that that was what his basis of just fifth out exactly. of being totally crazy. Yeah. And then when the Pope came, it was actually really well done. I mean, there were probably about 50 cops that came down before him and maybe about 20 after him. It was just, it was one of those impressive moments when you see yeah. 50 cops zoom, zoom, zoom going by. And then all of a sudden, just this one simple man in a white car, he goes by waving and then, you know, 20 more cops behind him. It was right. really impressive. They did well. Good show. Good show. Good, good show.
1: show. No, I would agree. Um, we, were, we were in Times Square in our cassocks, mm. and it wasn't even like we were trying to make a statement. It was just we had just come off the subway from, from the seminary and everything. Okay. And in fact, a cassock is a very good thing to wear if you are trying to keep your belongings secure. Because uh, in order for the person to try and steal anything from your pockets, they have to get through an extremely convoluted system. Um, and uh, and I just remember feeling totally safe. Like, there's no pickpocket that has ever seen anything like this. Kassig is by you know? armor. Yeah, they have no idea how to get inside. Uh, <laughs> except there's, like, one pickpocket from, like, 1930. That's like, I saw this after the war. Watch this, sonny. Uh, so, um, yeah, I I just remember, again, like... Everybody has kind of like stories, you know, John, you know, Father John's captivating story of meeting JP2 and him telling him
0: Happy New Year in like September. Right. Yeah, Byzantine New Year, (laughs) September 1st.
1: Is that what it was? Yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) He was more right than he knew. That's right. Maybe that's what it was. (laughs) He was telling him a prophecy that you would come, you know. Uh, (laughs) But the... uh, but I do remember the the sensation, like the, the rush yeah. of feeling like I'm actually really happy to be a Catholic in the United mm. States, which can be a very strange and foreign reality, because right. for a lot of people, it's just like, look, who are you? Like, what is this? You right. know, like you have Baptists. We kind of began here. Presbyterians pretty much began here. Right. Anglicans. No, we formed our own. We're called Episcopalians. Right. Um... You know, I don't know, broke back church or whatever it's called. What's it called? Like, Saddleback. Saddleback. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, that was not deliberate.
0: I th- what is it called? Your face is beat red, so I, I know it wasn't deliberate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm so sorry. Anyway, <laughs>
1: I'm so sorry. <laughs> Can we pause forever? I don't know. All right. All right. Come on. So then, uh, no, like all of our churches are like, you know, we made this thing. So then Catholics and then even more so like, you know, Byzantines, like what, you know, like you couldn't even come to the United States. Like you're just, and it just looks different. It looks different. But then when you see it kind of in motion, it's like, this is one of the most normal things ever. Like, Yes, I am very proud to be an American. Yes, I'm very proud to like live in this nation and supremely glad whenever I step off the plane and I finally get through security and I'm back on American soil and yeah. I'm just like, "Okay, it's good. It's good to be back." Yeah. However, like there's also times where it's like, "No, it's good to be part of something that is more than just um I root for this soccer team in uh England or something like that." Right. Like this is a Catholic reality, namely a universal reality, and I feel, like, connected to my brothers and sisters here in a way that I don't normally feel that way. Like, mm-hmm. even, I mean, even Independence Day, I'm like, I don't know, like, I don't feel like I'm an American. And right. and I feel connected to the people in South Dakota or something. Yeah. But when it comes to the Pope's visit, it's like, I really feel like
0: we are, like, infiltrated everywhere, and we're going to rise up. It's a much deeper foundation than anything else we do, and I think that's the beauty of having the Pope come here too. Is is that there's a, he he's a a sign of the universalism of the Church in in a, in the sense that this is, the you know the, even the countries where there's not a single Catholic Church like Saudi Arabia, there's not a single Catholic Church in the entire country. There, there's still this, there's still this foundation of, you know, the universality of the Church covers Saudi Arabia as well. So Catholics can go there and they're still part of the one universal Church, and and you know yeah. T- t- taking from that that one fountain and it, it just it is a foundation that is so incredibly deep and I, I think people even non-catholics have have just they they appreciate that in it they appreciate yeah. that in us even though they might fight it i mean look, look at the kkk they hated catholics because we weren't american you know we we were mm. based in rome you know yeah. it, was, it was other and it's like yeah that there but that's that's a good thing to us you know there's a foundation that that passes all national boundaries and yet is is you know part of all of them it bypasses all of them and that we can be fully american and fully catholic
1: yeah yeah i mean um and the the connection that we have is is interesting because when there was the scandal going on like a lot of people were ashamed to be catholic and it was it was hard like i mean for a lot of people and i couldn't imagine like were you a priest like recently like at that time or no i I was i would just start a seminary
0: um, I started seminary still, in 2000. Yeah.
1: I mean, like, you know, what would people say about somebody who went into the seminary at that time? Oh, yeah. We, uh, we'd
0: wear our clerics in the hospitals as, as chaplains. And I'd, I'd walk in. I remember the—I mean, just, you know, I walked into the clerics right after the scandal hit. Walked into the hospital, stepped into the elevator, and this woman just pulls her boy to the other side of her. Uh, like, you know, and I was just like, this is going to be—this is going to be a reality. You know, what am I, I going to do? This is the just rest smiling. of my life. Yeah. Yeah. But thank <clears> God <throat> it's lightened. Yeah, yeah.
1: So then, I mean, there's a lot of people that, that feel that, but then— uh, okay, sin has a certain power, and we should feel shame in the face of, or, or you know, guilt. Uh, I can't, we did a podcast on shame and guilt. I'm, I honestly can't remember the yeah. difference right now, but <laughs> like we should feel horror in the face of sin. But when the Pope comes, like whether it was JP2 in '93, or I went and saw JP2 in uh, St. Louis in '99,
0: mm. um, I was actually there too really i was in college yeah i was gonna ask you about that i have a crazy story about that absolutely miraculous oh sweet we'll do that one okay
1: but anyway so then i want i do want to hear that so then uh but when they came and then when benedict came in you know 2008 or whatever and i believe that when francis comes you know now or you know has been here now um he's gonna bring the gospel yeah and the good news and something particular for our own country and the, the fire that that produces is much greater than any effective sin that we can, mm-hmm. you know, kind of drown it with. Yep. And uh, that's what I'm excited about. Like, in the secular media, in people whose faith is kind of waning, whatever, like, not just that it's going to be cool to be Catholic, it's that I want to follow Christ. Yeah. And I need a church, and I want brothers and sisters where I can
0: do that. Yeah. And that's what I'm excited about. It's also excited, like, like being in a parish. We tend to think we have more influence over the people than we do. Like, like I'm the pastor of a parish, and I, I tend to think that you know, I people are actually listening to what I say and 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 letting it impact their lives. But there's something about when 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 you know when the, when the Pope comes, they're listening to someone higher up in the hierarchy than me, and and it's it's in a sense I'm going to surrender a lot of my my shepherding my care to his words when he's here you know i'm going to rest and i'm going to become one of my own people instead of being an authority in their lives i'm actually going to listen to him too. let 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 his words yeah. soak in and say he's preaching to me the good news that comes from him is something that i'm going to receive along with my people and it, i i can step back from that authority for a moment and and be one of them and i'm looking forward to that yeah starting today
1: yeah, yeah. well we'll see all right so you want to tell your story and i'll sure uh, I'll, you know, I mean, I, I didn't intend for this to be that long of a podcast, but uh, uh,
0: tell your story about 99. So 99, I was in college, Steubenville, and my mom calls me and says, hey, we are driving out from Albuquerque. We're, we're going on the Greyhound, and we're taking the youth group from the parish, and we're going to drive out to St. Louis, and we have uh, three tickets left. If you can get from Steubenville to St. Louis, uh, you know, you, you got a ticket. So I convinced two of my buddies, Connor Gallagher, Ryan Monk, uh, shout out to uh to Conrad a car we drove down there well the night before we arrive, and this is the night before the, the mass mm-hmm. at the stadium so we arrive we eat dinner with my family my mom gives me the whole stack of tickets and she says just organize these in numerical order you know so we can all just hand them to the kids as they kind of walk into their seats for the mass and I was just like that's really not necessary. I mean, just like you and I were at a baseball game last night. You know, you kind of sit where you want. But anyway, right. so so she said, so I put them in order without even really thinking about it and just, okay, you know, seat one, two, three, four, five, six, put them all in order. Well, the next morning, it was just absolute pandemonium. We were trying to get all these youth. Out of the, the hotel to the stadium, et cetera. There's thousands upon thousands of people that are there. Yeah. The hotel's a mess. So, my buddies are like, hey, let's go put our stuff in the car, like our baggage in the car. So, that as soon as it's over, we can just get in the car and go. Well, we go to the car and we come back and we cannot find our group anywhere. It's just people everywhere. And my mom has all the tickets. And so, we check their room, they're gone. We check the lobby, they're gone. And the mass is starting in like, you know, an hour and it takes about 45 minutes to, to walk the stadium. So, we're right. walking, and I'm just. It was cold that day. It was cold. It was. It was just. I, I was. I was flipping out. Like everything was going wrong. My buddies were so happy. Connor and Ryan, they're they're so. They're like, oh, we're going to see the Pope. I'm like, guys, no guarantees. Like we do not have tickets into this thing, and it's a ticket only thing, of course. So we're walking, and they're just like, dude, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And I'm I'm totally flipping out. We get all the way to the stadium, cannot find anybody anywhere. And I'm just, I'm almost like despairing at this point that this is going to happen. So we come across some other students from Stubenville who somehow found ticket stubs. Like it's not a a true ticket, it's just someone lost a stub. They're like, here, try to get in with these. And so we, we grab them as last-ditch hope. We go in. We hand these stubs. They let us in. And when we get in there, these tickets are not to the main stadium. They're to some other auxiliary building where they have a, a big video screen, and they're, they're doing closed circuit TV in the right. screen. So we get in there, and I, I was so frustrated with myself that I walk up to one of those—to the Secret Service guys, and I just said— Look, dude, I said, you know, this is what happened. And he's looking at the ticket up my hand. He goes, no, your ticket's for here. I said, I know, we just picked this up off the street. Like, like literally, we were trying to get in without, and I'm apologizing for this. And so finally, he, he listens to me, which is a miracle in itself, and is like, I'm gonna walk you up to your seats, and if your mom is not there, he says, you're out of here. And I said, "You knew your seat number." That's the thing. The only reason I knew it was because I had put them in order the night before. Oh. If my mom had not given me those tickets, I'd have no idea where we were. So th- that was a miracle in itself that, that I, I was the one to do this. So we walk up there. We walk to where our seats were only because my mom said so the night before, and. Halfway up there, th- there's all these people in the wrong places. The secret service agent is like flipping out himself, and finally, he gets so frustrated that he just says, Boys, just go, just go. Like, he, he wasn't going to hold us accountable, so we- he gets starts going off to do other more important things. We go up, we find our seats. My mom is not there, the rest of the group is there, but she's looking frantically for us. No way of contacting her. This is pre cell phone, right? So, finally, I just like I, I feel her like grab my head from behind, like embrace me. And she was like, oh my gosh, how we have no idea how you were going to get in. I said, literally, it was just one thing after the other. Our Lord was taking care of us. Yeah. We got to see the Pope. We got to go to the mass. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I was so I was so like, oh my gosh, Lord, why don't I have faith? My two friends were just so like, dude, don't worry, it'll happen. And I was just flipping out. So yeah. God bless. Them. Cool. Yeah. Good.
1: Situation. How's one where Mark McGuire gave him one of his bats? Oh. And he was like the king of St. Louis during that time. Nice. <clears throat> the la- well, I'll, I'll finish with my story. It's quick. I'll tell. I can tell like you know, multiple ones. One about this girl Becky that I had a huge crush on all the way down. We it was the first time we'd ever spent time with the St. T people. Uh, St Teresa people. Okay. Uh, my friend Nikki was kind of my like gateway wormhole into the Saint T community, but like it was kind of like you know you met her friends and whatever mm-hmm. else, but like that was it. Like you're only going to meet like four or five people, but then all of a sudden we went with. So I get it. I get shaken awake by my mom, and it's like one o'clock in the morning, and she's like, "Uh, the Becks just called. They have an extra ticket to go to see the Pope in St Louis. Do you want to go?" And nice. I'm like. Yeah, I guess it's fine. <laughs> so then she's like, "You're leaving in like two hours." I was like, "What the heck?" So then we had to drive down there because we didn't have hotels. We drive down there on the bus, and I had to get I had to get dropped off. I think like at Saint T, Saint Teresa, with all these other people. I'm the only Mount Zion kid yeah. there. And uh, I'm going with all the Catholic kids, so they don't know me because they're like, you go to public school. But I'm like, (laughs) I'm the Catholic kid at public school. So then all of a sudden I get sat next to this girl, Becky, and I am just like smitten, Mm. smitten the whole way down. I'm like, I have never seen an angel (laughs) like this this before, (laughs) you know. But I'm so nervous because I'm like around, you know, like Catholic people that I'm just like, you guys must be really holy. and, And like, I'll probably say something stupid and everything. And, uh, it was only, it was only by the end of the trip that I was like willing to say something, but you know, trip's awesome. Pope's cool. Like, you know, I don't end up going to confession, which still to this day, I'm like, why didn't I go to confession? Cause mm. they kept, you remember they kept saying like, you know, there's a bunch of priests around, yeah. you can go, yeah, it's um, anyways, so then I get back to school the next day, uh, because I'd missed, but I went to school. Like I go to school and I get called down to the principal's office and he says, why were you gone yesterday? And I said, I went to go see the Pope. And he goes, it was an unexcused absence. Aww. And I'm like, so? And he says, well, that's, that means you're going to go to detention. Aww. So I had, I had a day long detention because of seeing the Pope. Dream of I, am martyr, <laughs> I am a martyr folks. I am a martyr. You can, someday when I die, you can proclaim me the martyr of public schools. You sat in detention. I did. And I did it Pope. like smiling like a butcher's dog because I was like, <laughs> I am a witness for the gospel today because yeah. my Methodist, uh, my Methodist principal wanted to stick it to me. And my mom was so mad because she's like, all I could, if I would have lied and said, Nathan uh, is not feeling well today, you wouldn't have said anything. But because I told you the truth. And said he got a ticket in the middle of the night to go see the Pope. Right. Uh, who actually is a saint now, so Booyah Bradley. Freaking chump. Um, uh, <laughs> you remember the, the name. Oh yeah. So then uh and then I got detention. But my mom and I to this day, we made the right decision. Well, now so. you know how
0: Peter felt in Acts of the Apostles.
1: Exactly. Right, you're right there with him. I rejoice yeah. <laughs> to suffer, you know, for the sake of the name. <sighs> and now you know.
0: Uh, we're very happy to have the Pope with us. Enjoy him while he's here. I hope he says some sweet stuff. Yeah, yeah. and expect good things. I think that's the big thing. We, he's yeah. been so politicized recently. We just Oof. kind of see this as, but like, whenever the Pope comes, amazing things are result. Yes. So expect good things and, and hope for good things and pray for good things. Okay. Amen. There you go. Uh, any shout outs? Yes, I do. Checking emails. Matthew and Lisa Barth. You guys got married July 11th of this year. Happy marriage nice your month anniversary St. Benedict obviously really late in these also the oh, uh, the 5th grade class at Our Lady of the Lords in Denver oh uh, yeah yeah Andy Crow's kids I uh, forgot about that yeah they wanted a shout out they say they remember your visit and your candy that's obviously you
1: I just came in on Mardi Gras and just started throwing candy at all the
0: kids they and I was, like, you forever. I was like I was like enjoy today but don't be a sourpuss for the rest of Lent <laughs> and their message to you Father Nathan is feel free to bring us more smart yeah Kind, all right. So, belated birthday wishes to David Dawson, which was September 6th. Happy birthday, buddy. Late and wow, uh, wow. three Notre Dame theology majors Anna or Anna, not sure how to pronounce it, Shannon, and Emily. So, whoa, we got listeners at Notre Dame. Thank God, spread the word.
1: My pastor was just at the Notre Dame Georgia Tech
0: game and it was intense. That's that was right. the one where they won 30 22. So, yeah, it's always intense at Notre Dame games, but. Also, and one one final one with me is the uh, the Nuns of Christ the Bridegroom Monastery in Burton, Ohio. Uh, my parishioner, Victoria Olson oh. is joining on October 1st and is number six. This is a, a nearly brand new community, and they have had lots of vocations for a small Byzantine monastery, Christ the Bridegroom. Uh, amazing. Also, uh, Sister Liana and Sister Amelia just became sisters. They just got their names, got their religious names just wow. last week, week before. And I'm going to be able to go see them for the first time now that I can call them sister and Victoria's joining, and I love these women. They're mm-hmm. awesome. So keep up the good work, nuns of Christ the Bridegroom Monastery in Burton, Ohio.
1: Well, I'm glad that you bring that up, Michael, yes. because uh, this is the first time that somebody's actually reached out to me directly for a shout-out, oh. but told me that this has to remain totally on the DL. Okay. So now the cat's out of the bag. Um, Victoria would like to give her own shout-out. Oh. And she says... Uh, As I leave to enter the monastery, I would like Father Michael to know that I am incredibly grateful for his unwavering love and support. He has put up with infinitely more of my crap than he deserves to deal with. He spent the last five years convincing me to open my heart to Christ and accept his love for me. I know Father Michael's response will be that he merely allowed Christ to work through him. Were you thinking
0: that? I merely allowed Christ to work through me. You merely thought Yeah, absolutely. Okay. She knows me well
1: but we are always given a choice in our response so i thank father michael and love him with all my heart for saying yes does that sound okay that was her last thing and i'm like uh i'm not going to change any of your words that's that's (laughs) actually
0: beautiful so you're awesome victoria thank you i'll see you uh next friday isn't that awesome yeah Yeah, that's beautiful see thank you you can read it again if you want that's what remember you said she wanted to talk to
1: me about something and i was like I wonder if she's going to offer her sisterhood a totally in holocaust for me. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding. I was like, why does this girl want to talk to me? I was actually really nervous. And then um, and then she was like, uh, I, I got this phone call and I was like, oh, okay, Hello? And she's like, "Hey, it's Victoria. I'm actually kind of busy right now. Like, can I call you later?" I was like, "Okay, sure." So then um, she calls back, and it's like, I- "I'm like nervous. I'm like, I- is everything okay?" And she's like, "Yeah, I just wanted you to give a shout out to Father
0: Michael." I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Here <laughs> you go. But then she sent it to me, and it was really beautiful. So oh, man. I, th- I thought she just wanted to thank you for your amazing ministry. That's what all I good. thought. Thank you, Father Nathan, for your amazing ministry. No, she she sent me a text along with God.
1: and said that all of the. That she already has all the companions'
0: names. Uh, for yeah, um, I gave her all of our names, so she's been praying forever for all now, of Now,
1: is names. Father Joseph Lajoie on that he list? Is. Wow, he dude, is. Lajoie, way to get in under the <laughs> under the under the wire. Eleventh <laughs> hour, exactly. Now
0: you're prayed for forever at Christ the Bridegroom. Maybe.
1: All right, that's good, Victoria. Whatever your sister name is, Sister Helga, uh, <laughs> God bless you. Thank
0: you for your for your witness and for your love. I've already named her Sister Squeaks Shenanigans. It fits her very well. Uh, SS. SS. Sister S. Oh no,
1: SSS. <laughs> Anyways, folks, I think this is long enough. Catholic Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Uh,
0: God bless the Pope. Yeah, God bless the Pope. Enjoy his time. He'll enjoy his time, you enjoy his time. Lighters.